Hello, podcast listener. The App Guy podcast. Every Sunday and Thursdays. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. And now, Paul the App Guy. Yes, welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, I'm Paul Kemp, and it's my job to take you on a journey, a journey with some great guests that we get on the show. Uh, Every uh, week it seems that we have just better and better guests and this week is absolutely no no exception. We've got a terrific guest lined up for us tonight and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Her name is Amber Ludwig and she is um, the founder of NGNG, No Guts, No Glory, and we're going to find more out about her business. But let me just tell you briefly, she uh, has a business that helps authentic entrepreneurs build a following and help them sort of market themselves more effectively. And she does that a combination of helping these entrepreneurs and business owners build websites, uh, help them with the social media design, and, uh, and and she does a lot of you know work with one-on-one with clients. So we're really thrilled that you've been able to join us on the App Guy podcast. Amber, welcome. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm really happy to be here and offer some value to your listeners today. I'm all about giving back to others. So thank you for the opportunity. Uh, no, that's great. And we're you know absolutely thrilled you could actually spare the time. And we do know that you've had a little bit of a flu bug this week. So And you sound, you sound great. So um, we'll, <laughs> we'll go easy on you this afternoon as well. Um, but let, I'd love to start off just uh, with just hear about your business, you know, what brought you into this idea or this concept of uh, NGNG. Tell us a little bit about the background there. Sure. Well, gosh, you know, I absolutely love my business and I love what I do. So I feel very, very grateful to have the team and the clients that I have and the experience. It's just, it's all wonderful. And I I wish for everybody listening that you are able to follow your passion and get into something that you enjoy this much because I think it's really important uh, in being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is is very, very, very challenging. It's appealing to us because of the freedom it provides and, you know, we can make or break our success. We're responsible for how much money we're making, but that's sort of a double-edged sword. And, um, you know, Paul, I feel that I was born to be an entrepreneur. Both of my parents were successful entrepreneurs. <laughs> and so maybe I, I didn't even have as much of a choice. But in terms of the online world, that kind of took me by surprise, I have to be honest. I was um, in college, I was going to the University of Arizona down in Tucson, Arizona, and I was selling Cutco cutlery at the time, which is high-end kitchen knives. <laughs> and right, okay. I, I tell you that because that was such an important um, career move for me, believe it or not. That job taught me about entrepreneurship and recruiting and sales and personal development even. And when I I rose very quickly in that in that position and I sort of got to this place where I was no longer feeling challenged. And so I, I was looking to be challenged. So I left that company and it was just by chance that I met a, a mentor, if you will, who was running a conference on how to 
get money into your business and how to market it online. And he asked me to come in and help him plan the event. Well, you know, unbeknownst to me, the speakers at the event were people like Armin Morin and Brendan Burchard and Jermaine Griggs and Simon Leung and all of the top internet marketers at the early boom of the internet were there. And I was responsible for communicating with them and getting their products and, you know, helping them with their PowerPoints. <laughs> That's so, great. I've actually met Armin Morin. He's a, a superstar, an ex car salesman that's just made this fortune with AdWords. So that's great. I know. So I became friends with all of them. They taught me what they knew. And that's really where it began. And it was about a year or two later that I decided to start a company building websites for people and teaching them how to build their business online. And I was trying to think of a really good company name. And my mom growing up used to always tell me, no guts, no glory. And so I thought, what better name? That is so cool. So <laughs> so NGNG was born, and it was a message that I wanted to remember every single day as I had to face these challenges and grow my business, and I wanted to impart that message to my clients as well, and, and that's really where we You're started. my uh, name, One Mob, for my business sound really poor now. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's no, I, I love this story because there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, indie app developers out there who perhaps could take some inspiration that you are working with these people in a role that got you close to them, got you connected, and then you took ideas from them and, and did it on your own. What, 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 what Did you need that inspiration? Uh, were you in a current job at the time? What held you back from actually uh, jumping into this sooner? I, I don't know. I think it was just, it was at the right place at the right time when the idea struck. You know, I didn't have the experience to start it any sooner. I really needed, you know, and I, I, I literally jumped from Cutco Cutlery right into this business. So, you know, I feel like I needed the experience from selling knives and recruiting and all of that in order to really establish, you know, the, the structure needed to build a successful business. And then I transitioned over into needing the knowledge for this industry. And when I could merge the two together, the company was this born. This is great because uh, as app developers, you know, there's so much for us to learn. And that could be one of the excuses that always uh, holds us back is that we want to know, we want to be the expert before we start going out there and marketing ourselves. To be an expert as an app developer, just, <laughs> right. you, could, you could do it for years and still not be an expert. There's just so much to do. There's um, huge amounts of um, you know information out there. So I love that story that it was the right timing, you were in the right place and uh, you just went for it. And, and the NGNG, No Guts, No Glory is just a terrific name. <laughs> and I would love to just piggyback on what you said because it's really important. You know, we, we get ourselves down that we don't have that next million dollar idea, but just know and, and trust in the fact that all of your experiences are building upon each other. And your million dollar idea could come at 19 or it could come at 56 or somewhere in between. You know, it just we just don't know. But if you show up and if you do the work and if you apply yourself, you will get there. It just keeps building and growing. Your network, your influence keeps building and growing. And before you know it, you have something really profound that you Tell built. us about a, maybe an example of the, uh, one of the clients you've worked with. What do you do for them? And how do, how do you move their business forward? 
Oh, wow. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so completely different for every single client. There are no two clients that have the same path or the same needs, believe it or not. I definitely do not have a one-size-fits-all service or company um, because really the umbrella of what we do is we help you build your business online. And we, we might have one client who already has a website built and now they just need to figure out how to monetize their business so then maybe we're talking to them about list building and social media and product development and launches, how to structure their coaching services and programs. Um, but then you might have another client that comes in and they are totally clueless. They, they have this idea and they want to help people, but they know nothing beyond that. So we start from scratch and we help them develop their brand and their core message. We help them develop their website and their content. And we're literally teaching them how to build a company and how to market it. Uh, so it's completely different for every single client we have, but we have clients all around the world, um, and it's really focused around getting them results. There are a lot of other coaches and trainers out there that have great ideas, and they'll share those ideas, but I am somebody that really gets granular and specific about how you can execute those ideas in your business based on what you value to get the, the results that you really desire. So that's something that separates me a little bit from others. Well, I think there's a lot of commonality with what you know your challenge is and what we as app developers have as well, because no client is the same. Every time we get a exactly. client through the door, it's, it's, you know, we want this. We want an app to be able to sell our uh, online e-commerce site. We, we want an app to be able to uh, showcase our gallery of, of portraits you know it's completely all over the place and it would be lovely to have a template because then we can leverage and you know use that same template for uh, clients over and over again but we have to start back from scratch every blueprint that we do talk us through how you know how challenging is that and uh, what do you do is it best to have a team how do you cope with that challenge in your business you know, I'm extremely flexible. I think that if you have the knowledge to, you know, to really back whatever you're offering, then it's okay. Um, you know, I know all the different ways that what you need to focus on to grow your business. So if you come to me with your specific situation, I can really pick certain pieces of what I know to formulate a plan for you. So you have to be flexible. And I, I believe that your audience is the same. You know, you can get creative on how to build an app based on other apps that you've produced or what you've seen in the marketplace. Um, having a team is is really important, but it doesn't so much um, help me in this specific department. Having a team is vital to help you grow. The biggest mistake entrepreneurs make is that they, they fix the the customer's problem, right? They offer the solution, but then it it's solely relies on them to to fix that solution versus if you're focused on hiring a team that can also provide those solutions, right? Now you can grow and you can scale independent of you doing all of the work. Um, so maybe the, the people listening can think of this as you are the creative. You're the one developing the structure for the app, but then you hire the team to actually go out and build it, for example. Then you are not so focused on every aspect of the project, which means now you have more time to focus on developing more sales, getting more customers, creating more relationships, and that's how you can really grow and scale your business. So there's one of the things you said in there that I, I want to pick up on, and that's um about the relationships you have with your clients. If you can think about the 
best clients that you have, you know, those most successful relationships that you have, how did you get those clients? You know, how did they come through the door? If, could you track, you know, how they actually got into touch with you? Was it through traffic on the website? Was it through a podcast interview like this that they found, you know, your personal brand? Was it through Facebook, uh, Twitter? Just talk us through how people are finding you and, and how you actually end up uh, getting these clients. Sure. Um, <laughs> every single thing that I do will bring me clients. All right. So I'm very focused on making sure that I'm not wasting time doing things that, that don't give me that return. But my clients come from all sorts of different ways. They come organically from Google because I have built up enough blog posts that I'm out there on Google and I'm ranking well. So I'm getting organic traffic from Google. Absolutely, I'm getting it from social media. A lot of my business comes from word of mouth, believe it or not. Um, but I would say another large chunk of my business comes direct to me from companies that I have partnered with in a sense. I am huge on collaboration. And so, for example, I have a client out in California that is a, a publishing company. And I've had this client for about eight years now, so almost since I just before I started my company, actually. And she originally said that she needed somebody to help her manage the authors that she was bringing in to do these compilation books, sort of like the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, if you will. It's like 30 authors that create a book together and she needed somebody to work with the authors. And I came to her and I said, well, so these authors are out here now part of this book, but they don't have an online platform to really leverage and get more book sales and exposure and credibility. Do you have somebody that can build websites for your authors? And that was the perfect opening. And now she's out there selling and getting these clients and then she just sends them right to me for website development. So there's no time or stress spent in acquiring those clients. They just keep flowing right to me. And I have that kind of relationship with multiple different companies. So I, I, I decided to do that early on. Then I didn't have to scramble around for a client here and there or wonder where my next sale was coming from. They all just flow right to me, which means I really don't have any stress of where my client is coming from. And I get to then focus on building that relationship with them and really creating a lasting connection. I mean, I have a about a 48% upsell and return rate. So people just keep coming back for more and more in the long term because of the relationship I've built and the value that I bring to that relationship. Well, that is great advice. Thanks for sharing that because I think that's something we could learn from uh, ourselves, you know, as we uh, try and get out there and uh, bring in uh, clients for uh, app projects or joint ventures, and uh, I just feel like that's uh, incredibly important to be doing like the best we possibly can for each client because each client then results in uh, uh, word of mouth and uh, and all these clients then come in from uh, various different sources. I would love to just add really quick, Paul, but this idea just came to me that I can give you a specific that for the people listening, if you're out there developing apps, then you should be on LinkedIn like crazy and finding people just like me who are building websites for entrepreneurs and that already have a, a business that's growing and thriving and you just strike up a relationship with that owner and say, do you have a service where you can develop apps for your clients? And maybe you work under the umbrella of that company, but who cares? You have a, a constant flow of clients or maybe you're a contractor or whatever the, the arrangement is that you work out. But now, 
that company can send you a constant flow of clients. And if you work with 10 different website companies and now you are the app guy for all of those companies, imagine how much less stress you're going to feel in your business. So I just had to get that out there so it was a specific for your, yeah, no, your audience. I mean, it's clear that uh, the, the worlds are colliding in terms of websites and uh, apps. Uh, for example, you know, you're building personal brands uh, for uh, individuals. Now, some of those uh, celebrities and the, the, the brands themselves need native apps. And I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of examples where um, in addition to having a website and all the different social media accounts that they need to have a presence, but they also have an iPhone app. And the iPhone app will provide uh, audios of their interviews. Uh, it will provide news updates. It will provide videos that they may have done and everything around that personality. And I just wondered, in your experience, are you seeing people actually building native apps, uh, the ones that sit on our iPhones and our Samsungs? Uh, are you seeing that there's a real need for that? You know, I do think there's a need for it. And I think that there's still so much room for growth in the app market. And I will be completely transparent with you that I know I still have a lot to learn. And I still really need to educate myself so that I can really leverage this opportunity. But I think that every entrepreneur in every business, there's an app or two or three for every entrepreneur and business out there. It's just coming up with the right idea for it and the right structure for it. I feel like if, if more entrepreneurs were educated on the process, I think you would get sales left and right all the time. I just think yeah, it's that. Just speaking to you about building up a brand, you know, for yourself. I mean, clearly, the discussions I've had and many of the people that listen to this show have on a daily basis is that why do I need a native app? I've got a website. I've got all these social media accounts. I don't need a native app. And I think that's slowly changing because when you look at your stats on your website, I guarantee that they're going to be 30 percent, 40 percent upwards that have iPhones and smartphones. And, at least yeah you know, people <laughs> yeah so so people want you know a very quick and easy way of uh, navigating through your content and the best possible way is still a native app something that sits on your phone and uh, has all the functionality that you're very used to Absolutely. It's something that I've thought about in my business as well and just trying to think about what is the best way to deliver that content. But I know there's there's multiple different apps there if I can just wrap my head around the right idea for it. Um, and I just feel like it's a great way to deliver content. I mean, if you look at your iPhone right now, how many apps do you have? I know that I have pages of apps and there are <laughs> a lot of different types of topics. But when we're standing in line at Starbucks or at the movies or, you know, going to the bathroom or just before bed, what do we do is we look at our apps, you know? So what if that was your app? It's, it's just, it just makes sense that that's where it's all continuing to head. Yeah, I know that a lot of our effort is on um, people, uh, getting people's attention. And clearly the attention is um, migrating away from, you know, sitting at a desktop a, lab, a laptop or a computer and moving on to just a phone, it becomes our oh, yeah. absolute primary device. There's 350 million iOS devices out there. And it's it, clearly it's, it's something that's just moving forward. And I, I feel that, um, it, you know, we're still having di discussions with companies that uh, don't spend a lot of money on their uh, iPhone apps, but they still spend like a quarter of a million pound um, plus on their website mm -hmm. and there's there's definitely a yeah. disparity there but the people that seem to be winning are the ones that are starting to move into apps um, but 
Just moving forward then, talking about apps, you mentioned iPhone. I think you have an iPhone uh, there in front of you. I do. Right. <laughs> uh, we would love to know, uh, Amber, what um, one or two of your you know, favorite apps are. You know, what what um, do you like playing around with on your phone? Well, I definitely have my own little routine. <laughs> First thing in the morning, let's say, I'll grab for my phone, and this helps me wake up in the morning. And whether it's a good thing or not, this is what I do. I usually will check my email. So I've got my little Gmail app there. And I will move on to my weather app because I like to know what the weather is going to look like that day. I will move. I have a whole two rows of social media apps. So I'll just go through through each one and I will respond to different messages that I got, see what's new, what's happening in social media. Obviously, that's really a, a critical thing for my business is staying on top of trends and being heavily immersed in social media. Then I'll head over and I'll look at my, my bank account. So I always go over to my Wells Fargo app and I will look at a couple of different business apps, for example, MailChimp, and I'm looking at who subscribed to my email list and, you know, how many people signed up overnight to my webinar. And, you know, so I, I have this whole routine where I'm kind of going through all of my apps. I have a Fidelity app and um, a news app, USA Today, and I'm just kind of looking through, just kind of getting that overview. And then I get out of bed and I will check my apps, you know, throughout the day, depending on what I'm doing, especially standing in line or something of that nature. Probably spend the most time on Facebook, if I'm being honest. And uh, and I'll check <laughs> it again at night before bed. But yeah, I mean, it's just, they're very handy. I don't have a, I do have a workout app. I don't have a lot of other sort of how-to informational apps. Um, you know, I've downloaded a few and haven't really spent a lot of time there. So I think it's probably more entertainment purpose than, than education. And I'm sure that you said you spend a lot of time on Facebook, social media. Is most of that time on, on your own phone? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I rarely check social media throughout the day on my computer while I'm working. It's usually um, when I'm away from my desk, uh, in the morning, at night, something like that. Now, the other thing you mentioned in there was your use of MailChimp and webinars. Talk us through that part of your process because I think we could learn something from really using those two resources to uh, your maximum impact. Well, MailChimp, you know, I have multiple different opt-in offers on my website. So I probably have... Um, between two and seven different ways people can opt into my email list on any of my websites. And so I'm every day checking to see which opt-in offers are um, getting the most traction. So I, I don't log in on my computer to MailChimp unless I'm sending out an email to my list. If I'm monitoring results from an email that I've sent or looking at how many people are being added to my list, then I just use my MailChimp app. Yeah, I was just wondering about MailChimp. I I, I used to do uh, email building uh, lists myself, and um, I've not used MailChimp uh, before in the past, but I use uh, Squarespace to, to build my uh, current websites, and they have a MailChimp integration. And I just wondered, like, how you're using uh, MailChimp. Are you uh, actually writing all your own content for the, your list? MailChimp services all of my websites. So I have five or six different websites. They all have opt-in boxes, um, and it all funnels right into my MailChimp account. And even when I'm, I'm doing a webinar, because um, I have one next week, and what I decided to do is offer a free video training on how to build your audience. 
as a, an incentive to sign up for my webinar. And so when you opt in, you're getting access to the video and the webinar at the same time. And when I, so I'm just constantly monitoring the growth of my email list on all these different websites. But then I log in a couple times a week and I'm sending out emails to the various lists based on who has opted in. And then I also use MailChimp's um, autoresponder setup. And, and most email management systems out there have these same functions, whether it's iContact or Aweber. I'm not, I haven't used Squarespace, but um you know, I'll use the autoresponder function so that if you opt in to, let's say, uh, download a webinar replay that I offer, and then what happens is you opt in and you immediately get access to the webinar, and then a couple of days later, I send you an email asking what you thought of the, the webinar, and I'm probably promoting some sort of sales opportunity through that as well. One thing I think people are missing now is the um, use of the iPhone and push notification. So, for example, you know, if, if you had uh, an app that was your own and people would download to stay in touch with your updates and, you know, what's going on in, in your business and, you know, generally uh, how many webinars, you, you then have the ability to send a push notification to the phone that that is effectively something that comes on the phone even when it's on, on lock screen. And I feel that there's going to be a slow transition um, to more internet marketers using push notification as a way of getting messages out to their audience. Absolutely. Yep, I completely and agree. it's just a shame that MailChimp at this stage, you know, doesn't integrate with uh, <laughs> um, the ability to, to send push notification because, you know, all of us are swamped with um, newsletters and with, um, you know, email especially. And so I feel that, that, that email as a way of getting through to people and getting their attention is diminishing and push notifications uh, directly to the iPhone are, are on the increase. So I thought that I'd share that because that's definitely an observation that we're, we're seeing, you know, in the app world. I really appreciate you saying that, and I completely agree. I mean, I can tell you as a, as a marketer right now, we're all scrambling to figure out how we can you know, what's next after email because people are just getting completely oversaturated with email. So how are we going to adapt and make sure that people are seeing our content? Because, you know, I know for me, I am constantly giving such unbelievable over-the-top valuable content for free every single week. I'm just giving it away and people aren't even seeing it. And it's just... It's frustrating. So I would say that's that's definitely something that I need to consider more myself, you know, having an app where they can actually see my new content. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's great because then, you know, an app, it would uh, come up. Uh, it would actually be the first thing you see in the morning. You would send it at 7 a.m. whenever anyone wakes up. They would see a push notification that says, I have a new video um, on the app. Go and check it out. Or I have a new um uh, interview that I've just done uh, on the app guy, you know, go and check it out. And uh, it, people would never miss that because we never miss a push notification on our phone. It's the first thing we look at when we hear that little um, so vibrate true. and the, the phone goes off, we pick it up immediately. That's certainly not true when it comes to email. We basically do that either at certain times during the day, we glance through them and delete the ones that we can, or just ignore the ones we can get away with. And uh, yes. Well, you know what? 
Paul, I can't wait to see who contacts me after this podcast <laughs> that really carefully listened to everything that I was saying I needed and structured the perfect app for me and gave me a proposal that I could say yes to. I'll be very curious to see if anybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the ideas of the App Guide podcast is that we do try and, and cre you know, create ideas for apps because we are moving into an app world and uh, you wouldn't believe that almost every episode we do seem to come away with some really good app ideas. And there's the one that we've found, an app that would be for you, uh, yourself, that would deliver your content in a really timely manner and would deliver push notifications the way you are used to in in a, you know delivering emails and met through MailChimp. So they, there's a, there's an app we need. An, well, obviously, the name is pretty easy. Uh, it would be your own name. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyone <laughs> listening out there, please do, um, you know, get in touch. We are coming towards the end. I'm very thankful for you spending so much time here with us this afternoon. And you've managed to get through it with, um, you know, the, the fact that you are actually suffering from a bit of the flu. <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to just pick up on that before we finish. And we do run our own businesses. And how do we cope? You know, has your business suffered uh, whilst you've been ill this week, for example? And, and if not, how, how have you coped with that? That's a great question. Um, you know, my business has not suffered. <laughs> we are, you know, it, today is Friday and um, I have been sick since last Saturday evening and I canceled all of my calls Monday through Thursday. I've only had two, three calls all week between cramming it in here at the end. And I've been in, in bed all, all week long. I have not really been able to uh, respond to email except to reschedule some calls, handle maybe a couple of small emergency things, but largely I was away. And I give you that amount of detail because, you know, to say that even with being gone for that much time, uh, our sales were completely as if nothing changed. If I was in the office all week, we had a great sales week, maybe even higher than last week. Um, all of our clients are moving forward with their projects. Everything was right on time. And the reason for that is because it all happened independent of Amber. And that was what I, you know, circling around to what I mentioned earlier that, you know, as the business owner, you can't be a one man show if you really want to grow. I have a, uh, an incredible team of nine people between designers, programmers, uh, copywriters, search engine optimization specialists, social media, and uh, an assistant that all work together to service our clients and ultimately, you know, me and the company. So if I need to step away, everything runs as usual. And and it's really wonderful. That was not the case when I first started, but I knew that I didn't want to be tied down to a desk forever, right? And so I, I made moves day by day, made certain choices and decisions to get me to this point where I could, if I needed to be sick for a week, then not, the world wouldn't stop. Obviously not the best way of testing that theory. It would have been much better to, you know, go on holiday or uh, <laughs> go for a parachute jump or something. But uh, Which I do. I mean, it was it was just three weeks ago that I took a week off to go home for my dad's birthday, and I, you know, I'm I'm taking actually the week after next. I'm out of town that whole week in San Diego, um, so there is a lot of time that I'm gone throughout the year, and I, and the business carries on. I make sure it does. This is a great lesson for us all. So, what you're, if you're listening 
to this and you're running your own business, your own app enterprise, then I want you to seriously think about what Amber is saying here. We should be in a position where we can actually take time away from the business and the business doesn't suffer. Actually, it grows. And uh, it's just something to really think about. Before we say goodbye, is there any last piece of guidance you'd like to uh, part any anything you'd like to say to the, the listeners and also I'd like to know how we can best reach out and connect with you sure um, so if you go to my primary website is amberludwig.com and if you uh, click on the about page you'll see a list of all of my different websites and what they're about because they're they're on different topics I have one that is more of a uh, parent teen mentorship type site and one that's uh, focused on charity and one just for authors so you'll be able to get a, a grander sense of just who I am and how I like to show up in the world and um, you know if I could just leave a piece of advice for for your audience Paul I would just say to really you know hang in there because building a business especially online is incredibly challenging and there's this huge misconception out there that it can happen really quickly and you look at the other people and it looks like they've had this overnight success and you might even be looking at me and thinking wow it must be so nice to take a week off but it wasn't always this way uh, there was a lot of hard work that went into it especially in the beginning when I felt like nobody was paying attention to me and nobody cared what I was doing but I just kept trusting that my efforts would pay off, and they did. So I would encourage you to develop that mindset of being in it for the long haul, and it'll get you through the tough times. Amber, that is great advice. And I, I remember walking away from an uh, Armin Morin uh, presentation, and he just got me fired up. And I had this misconception <laughs> that, man, I just need to do this Google pay-per-click thing and I'm going to be a millionaire. And exactly. <laughs> and oh. you've got to be in it for the long haul. And I love that um, the fact that, yeah, it, probably uh, it takes about a thousand days at least to, um, you know, to actually make some uh, inroads. And um, Amber, it just it takes me now to say thank you so much. I mean, we are thrilled that you've been able to join us. Um, I've got two pages of notes here. I've loved everything you've said. And I'm going to lay that gauntlet yeah. out there for anyone listening to, to create that app for you and, uh, th and throw across the proposal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an Wouldn't app. Wouldn't it be cool to have your own app to add to your collection of um, you know things that you've got about yourself? So it's gonna happen, Paul. It's gonna happen. That could be and, the first uh, app you I'll open instead of the weather app. I know. Talk it, about it vanity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I will give you a shout out when the day comes. It's absolutely on my radar. I'm just looking for the right person to help me out with it. So, but regardless, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity here today. Hopefully, uh, the listeners got a few nuggets that they can take away for their business. And I just wish you all the best for yeah, the Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com <laughs> just got it the podcast goes out every Sunday and Thursday yeah, exactly. thank you very much Amber for your time here have a great day <laughs> <laughs>